Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NBA draft, no drama. NBA regular season, no drama. NBA free agency, lots of drama. And I'm here for all of it. I got to be honest with you. I I have said for a long time that I think the biggest flaw in the NBA that exists is that there are six major leagues that we care about every year in America today. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, college basketball, and college football. Now, every one of you out there might not care about them a ton. And there are obviously other sports that will cycle up. Oh, you like the Winter Olympics. Oh, you like the Summer Olympics. Oh, you like the World Cup. But year after year, there are six sports that America cares about. And I know MLS fan out there might be like, what about the MLS? Yeah, the next person who makes a great living talking about MLS media and the season and everything else will be the first. I mean, the same thing with the WNBA. Now, I think MLS is likely cycling up, and maybe in a decade on a show like this, there will be a guy or girl sitting here who is an expert in the MLS, and you guys will be like, man, I can't wait to hear what Clay Travis got to say about the MLS today. Man, that was a huge MLS game yesterday. But until then, let's not even get remotely concerned about that so there's six sports right now I can make you an argument in five of them that there are 10 to 15 teams that could win the championship now I could be wrong but there are 10 to 15 teams right now in the NBA in the NFL in the Major League Baseball in NHL in college basketball or in the college football that if everything went well and 10 to 15 might even be low they could win the championship. Right now in the NBA, there might be three. Now, we don't know where LeBron's going to go. That could change things a little bit. We don't know what Kawhi's going to do. But right now, as we head into the NBA draft, which will change nothing in terms of how good the teams are, the Warriors are a prohibitive favorite still. 
the Rockets are at least good enough to win 65, and if they got LeBron James, they would be potentially a legitimate contender to beat the Warriors. I tend to think the Warriors should have won that series in five games. I know it went seven, and I know Chris Paul got hurt, but I tend to think it could have been won in five games. And maybe the Celtics when everybody comes back healthy. If everything went absolutely perfect for the NBA, maybe the Sixers could get Kawhi Leonard. We could add the Sixers to the mix. And if the Lakers got um, LeBron James, maybe we could add them to the mix. And then we got five teams. And even still, most of those teams wouldn't have really had a chance. That's it. That's a flaw of the NBA. But the positivity of the NBA is that the NBA mixes a little bit of college football coaching when it comes to almost perpetual free agency. I don't know what the Spurs should do with Kawhi Leonard. I don't think there's even an easy answer. Because if he legitimately is going to leave and not re-sign with you and take less money to go to another team, because I was doing the math here, and I've got my calculator out, so I can always go a little bit off on this. But my math is that Kawhi Leonard over the next five years can sign a contract paying him $43.8 million with the San Antonio Spurs. Now, I hate to be tax guy, because after tax guy, a lot of times drives me crazy, but if you live in the state of Texas, there's no state income tax. Just based on that contract alone, he's taking, and he can't get the Supermax, and I'm not an expert, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the NBA salary cap, but he can't get the Supermax if he signs with anybody other than the Spurs, right? What's the total cost? I'll talk about that in an hour or two. What's the total cost that would leave him? At minimum, just based on this salary, he would pay around $5 million a year in California state income tax that he would never owe in the state of Texas. That's a pretty big difference. $5 million a year there, $5 million there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money be nice, I guess, to just say, I don't care about the tax rates. But I do think that the likelihood is that if he's making a smart financial decision, he will re-up with the Spurs and then they will trade him somewhere. Where will that be? We'll unpack it a little bit. Could it be involved in tomorrow's NBA draft? Again, NBA offseason, by far more interesting than the actual NBA season. You know who's left behind in all this? Paul George. I mentioned this yesterday. Last year, Paul George is a difference maker. Everybody wants him. This year... Ah, what happened to Paul George? He's an afterthought. It's like the five-star uh, five-star recruit who doesn't pan out at all. Jeff, the biggest news, crazily, in the world of the NFL appears to be Tom Brady saying he wants to play till he's 45. Do you believe it's possible? I thought he just said he wanted to retire in a year or two. He changed his mind already? In like three I, days? I, I, I don't typically cover this, but he went on Instagram <laughs> and in Spanish said that he wants to play basically to 45. That's the same number that Drew Brees has kind of tossed out there before. Yeah. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's 41 now and will turn 42 in the next season. Uh, how many more years do you think Tom Brady can play at a high level? Um, you know, I think he can play probably a while high level i mean when you get to a certain age your, your play just kind of drops off uh, drastically that, has, that hasn't happened yet. i think he said on an oprah interview that he was like about done and if you watch that time versus tom versus time thing he seemed to sense that he was probably closer to the end than not i mean i think a lot of it is he would like to play till he's 45 but i think his wife is over it and that's kind of the sense i've kind of gathered through this whole process the last year or two 
And you know this, I mean, when your spouse is, is over, is over it, uh, you're over it too. And so, you know, I think that if, um, if New England struggles this year, I think we could see, you know, his exit sooner than later. If they win again, I think he's going to keep playing as long as they win. I mean, why not? As long as he's playing well, um, they're going to keep, they're going to keep going at it. I mean, can he play to 45? Yeah. I mean, with the way, the way he treats his body, um, the way that, that the, the technology and, and, the, and rehabbing and, and being able to, uh, spend as much money as he does and, and being able to afford all the treatment he does. You know, that that's a lot of it. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, why can't everyone do what Tom Brady does? Well, it's it's expensive to do what he does. It's expensive, you know, to pay $2 million like LeBron does a year on his body or James Harrison was spending $400,000. Um, guys can't afford to, to all do that. And so that's why not all NFLers treat their bodies the same way Tom Brady does. Two interesting quarterback battles that are involving recent draft picks, uh, this most recent draft pick class. We've got uncertainty as to what could happen with uh, with the Bills, right? Now, the talk seems to be that Nathan Peterman might be winning that job. You had A.J. McCarron signed as a free agent, and you have Josh Allen there. So I want you to break down that one in a sec. But also... How nervous should Cleveland Brown fans be that it appears that Tyrod Taylor right now is the unquestioned starter for week one over Baker Mayfield, the guy they took with the number one overall pick? Well, I don't know how worried uh, you really should be. I mean, the reason you have Tyrod Taylor there is to allow you a, a bridge year to play, um, you know, to get Johnny, uh, not Johnny Manziel, to get Baker Mayfield uh, ready to play. Here's the thing, though. Isn't it funny how, you know, Josh Rosen so far, all we've heard is like he's the best quarterback on the team. He's ready to play right now, which is everything that anyone said about him. Which is he That's what we now? said on this show. That's why I said I would have taken Josh Rosen number right. one overall because I liked his ability to play. Now, whether his ceiling is as high as some of the other guys, I don't know. But, yes, sure. it seems like in Arizona there's a good chance that he takes the snap starting week one. Yeah, and, you know, at Sam Darnold so far, things are, things are going well. You know, I talked to a – my radio this weekend on NFL radio, we talked to someone who covers the Ravens. He's look, so Lamar Jackson, um, not ready to play quarterback, but they're going to have packages for him where he can get, you know, some quarterback reps, get some reps at wide receiver. I mean, they'll, they'll find a way to get him on the field. So they'll, they'll, they'll use his talents well. I mean, it's not surpri- I'm not surprised that, you know, the guys aren't ready. I mean, if we look back to like, you know, Pat Mahomes, let's say, who's came from the same offense that uh, Baker Mayfield came from, right? He wasn't ready to play right away. Now, he wowed with his arm, and I, I haven't followed. I saw the the story, that the one you're referring to about Baker Mayfield. I, I haven't seen the same quotes about him wowing with Yeah, and by arm. the way, Mahomes was sitting behind a guy in Alex Smith who was pretty proven. I mean, anybody who watched Tyrod right. Taylor play for the Bills against the Jags, I think the fact that you're <laughs> unable to come in and beat yeah. out Tyrod Taylor and that it's not even a question. It's not as if people are saying, oh, you know, this is a neck-and-neck neck battle. We're not sure who's going to be right. starting week one. It seems to be unquestioned that Tyrod Taylor well, is the guy right now with the Browns. Well, I think I think that's the part that really gets me. I, I, look, I don't, think you're, I don't know if you're giving Tyrod enough credit. I know that the, the playoff game was really bad, but that team was not very good last year. To get to the playoffs – it's pretty impressive. Now, Tyrod has, has ups and downs, but if you looked at the rosters of the playoff teams last year, the Bills were by Understood, far the worst roster. But he um, was awful right. in that he, playoff he really, game. I mean, that was a playoff game that was no, impossible to watch. No, I agree. And he's, he's kind of falls in the category where, like, he's not going to lead you to victories um, if you're behind. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that fall in that category. And, and the thing about the, that would worry me about the Baker Mayfield stuff, and this worries me about any rookie quarterback, is – 
I have not seen reports of wow plays, right? I mean, with right. I, 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 I refer back to Pat Mahomes because I, I'm a Chiefs guy. My brother plays. Like the talent was was there from the start. It's just a matter of learning the system, and it's a complicated system that Andy Reid has. Like, and you heard, you heard from talent. you heard from Mahomes, like, oh, this guy's the real deal early on, right. based on what people were seeing and, in camp. Same with Deshaun Watson and and all these guys. Like you could tell right away. And to me. I have not heard or seen anyone say, wow, Baker Mayfield is really wowing people with his athletic ability or with his armor. Or, you know, there's none of that. And, and look, this is a concern when you have a guy coming from that, that offense he played in college, the air raid offense, and moving over to the NFL. It's the same concerns that anyone has playing that offense. Um, I, had, I said these concerns during draft time. I would have taken Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold one. You know, Sam Darnold's young. He might need a year to really mature into, into who he's going to be. I'm not worried about that with, with Josh Rosen at all. And, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's early. I, I think that ideally they would like to give uh, Tyrod Taylor a couple starts, but they can't go this whole year without playing Tyrod and, and um, I mean, without playing uh, Baker Mayfield. And we've seen with, uh, with Hugh Jackson that he will switch quarterbacks quickly. So if Mayfield's not ready to go, he's going to look really bad when they eventually go to him. And, and I think the pressure for Hugh Jackson to win this year is going to be so high, especially when with Baker Mayfield, that they're going to play him probably sooner than he's ready. And it could, it could lead to some, some conference issues uh, moving forward. Did you get, did you see the list of, uh, I know you did, cause I think you responded to it. They put out an offshore, uh, yeah. let's see, uh, odd shark had up opening odds to be the first NFL head coach fired. Uh, and I just want to get your take on this for people who haven't heard out there. Uh, Hugh Jackson, not a surprise given how the Browns have been, is the favorite. Then Adam Gase down with the Dolphins. Marvin Lewis, who it appears, Paul Brown Jr. or whatever the guy's name who owns the Bengals now, is just going to refuse to fire him no matter what. Uh, Vance <laughs> Joseph, who actually had uh, the un- misfortune of being fired on social media last year before he kept his job. Dirk Cutter, uh, Jay Gruden, Todd Bowles, Bill O'Brien, Jason Garrett, and John Harbaugh. Uh, would be the top of that list. Who you you actually said you thought a flyer on John Harbaugh with the Ravens? Yeah, we actually did this uh, for, for our gambling show uh, the other day. We took props on the first coach fire. I mean, I think you know you're still getting plus money with Hugh Jackson, so it's not it's not a bad take, and that might be the one. Um, I, look, I think Harbaugh in Baltimore with plus twenty five hundred is is a good value. Now, I don't think they would they would just the organization themselves, I don't think they would fire him before the end of the season. So that kind of gives me pause. But if they don't win, he's gone. I mean he's he's kind of like the best coach that no one's talking about that's on the hot seat. Um and, and reports are that Flacco has, has done well this offseason as far as the way he looks in his body. So that's obviously a plus for him. Dirk Cutter in Tampa um is is a good pick as well. I mean if, you know they, they kept him to develop Jameis if Jameis is not being developed um, in, in a manner that's that, that's successful, I could see him getting the uh, the can early. But we're going to end up with a bunch of coaches fired again. Like you, I mean, Marvin Lewis has got to go at some point. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's got to be sooner or later. So when you, and and this is a I, I think an interesting question too that we haven't talked about that much, but I I'm continuing to follow it. One free agent that's still sitting around out there that every single NFL player NFL fan is familiar with, Des Bryant. What's yeah. going on there? I mean, this is a long time now that he's been sitting out. You could say, okay, let's wait and see what happens with the draft. I mean, we're into mid-June. NFL training camps start in, frankly, I think the first one is like a month from now, right? It's not yeah. that far away till NFL training camps will be officially underway. 
What do you think Des Bryant is doing? What is he hearing? Where does he end up? How is this story playing out? Are you surprised he's still out there available and nobody has signed him yet? I'm not really surprised. I think he was waiting for the draft and teams felt their needs or, or, or whatnot. But look, just, here's, the, here's the deal. When, when a lot, and there's a lot of veterans that aren't signed. That you think to yourself, you look at the list, you're like, wow, these guys are potential starters or have been starters. What happens is, is after the draft, if a team doesn't sign you right away, and they're not going to give you good money, and that's part of the issue with Dez, I think, is he wants a certain number. He's not getting that number ever. He's not getting that number ever again. Um, and he's waiting for that number. And so when when the draft ends, teams now use the spring to evaluate their own guys. There's no reason to bring in a Dez Bryant now when you know he's on the street. You can pick him up in August if your wide receivers falter or if you have an injury. And plus, the players as well. You know, Dez is a veteran. He doesn't need to be in OTAs or minicamp. He can work out on his own with his family so it's kind of a mutual thing like we're not going to really look at you i don't really want to sign either but as training camp approaches and teams look at their roster and say look we need a veteran wide receiver um we're we're, we're, we're missing a d tackle there's jonathan hankins that's still available we're missing a d tackle we need a safety uh you know there's there's these positions that are still available in for agency they'll pick them up as they go and then of course there's injuries but Part of it, I think, is just Dez didn't get what he wanted. I, I bet a, a bunch of people were offering him one-year deals with maybe a, a second year tacked on to spread the signing bonus out. I mean, one year, probably six or eight million dollars, uh, maybe less, maybe really uh, incentive-laden contract. He's, he doesn't want to do that. He's going to have to realize that teams are not going to pay him, um, you know, a, a lot of money to basically be an older. Um, uh, X receiver, you know, if he was a slot guy, I could see him having some more value, kind of like an Anquan Boulder who was able to play forever in the slot, is not the fastest guy, but just a big physical wide receiver who made plays. Dez doesn't seem to want to be that guy. I don't know if he's ever been asked to be that guy. So I think there's a lot of factors involved. He'll sign eventually, but it's a money thing. It won't be for what he wants. Anything else out there in the NFL that to you people should be paying attention to as we come closer and closer to training camp? Um, I mean, just, you know, obviously, hopefully no one gets arrested between now and then. I mean, that's always <laughs> right. an issue. Um, and then just, you know, I'm just digging into a lot of these prop bets now. I'm going to start writing about them for Action Network. And then, uh, today on St. Clair Barkley, they have him at 1,100 yards. Um, it was 1,100.5. Um, I think he's going to go over that, just if you look at Pat Germer's workload, what he's called in the past, kind of where the rookie running backs have been, especially Kareem Hunt last year. Um, so that's kind of fun. I'm gonna start digging into these uh, rushing champion, receiving yards, throwing. I mean, all that stuff. You know, it's it's fun that gambling is now um, like out in the open, legal in so many places yeah. and out in the open. Indeed, it's Jeff Shorts. We'll it. talk to him. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, follow him on Twitter at G-O-F-F-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. I went to break saying Cristiano Ronaldo may be the best-looking male athlete of all time, maybe the best-looking athlete, period. He just scored live against Morocco in the World Cup on FS1. Beautiful header for Cristiano Ronaldo. He scored three goals in the opener. He now has scored his fourth goal header right in off a set piece on a corner kick. And uh, Ronaldo now with four goals in the first uh, 94 minutes of World Cup action, three in the opener against Spain, and now one already against Morocco. Cristiano Ronaldo making a stamp here, potentially to be uh, in that ongoing debate, who would you rather have, Ronaldo or Messi, that most great uh, soccer fans have all the time. Ronaldo making a strong case early with his fourth goal in uh, this World Cup so far, which brings me to this question. 
and I'm going to bring in my all-male crew here, is, is Ronaldo the best-looking male athlete of all time? My answer is yes. I can't think of a man, and I say this again, with an unblemished record of heterosexuality, where every time they put him on television, I think, for a minute, just in my head, my God, he's perfect. Like, he is so incredibly good-looking that even me, as a heterosexual man, when they show him on television, I think for just a minute... Like, his good-lookingness stuns me. Like all, and, and there are lots of women I see where I'm like, oh, she's gorgeous, and it takes me a minute to even think anything beyond she's gorgeous. I'm not sure that there's any man elsewhere, certainly in the world of sports, that I think that. There's a long pause there. I didn't know if that was where you were waiting for someone to jump in. Well, I was, I was a long pause there. <laughs> am I wrong for am, – am I – like, we debate the greatest of all time ever – uh, in sports on a regular basis. Is Ronaldo the best-looking male athlete of all time? Ronaldo makes me want to tell my girlfriend never to watch soccer. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially if he takes his shirt off after he scores. Yeah, like, he is, he is masculine perfection, right? I mean, he's like, I don't know, six foot, what is it, Ronaldo? Like, six two. He's, you know, like 0% body fat. He's maybe the best player in the world's most popular game. And, oh, by the way, he's also perfect-looking. You know, David Beckham back in the day, soccer has a lot of these guys. Like Messi is in no way, uh, like he's a totally average looking dude. He's short. He's kind of stocky a little bit. Ronaldo in that debate, I think, I, I don't you know, Tom Brady, like you can toss in several guys in the world of athletics. Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good looking. He looks like a, a, a prince from a Disney movie, but I'm not sure that it's possible to top Ronaldo. <laughs> Clay, that's another reason why, that very ugly statue of Ronaldo at the Portuguese yes. airport was, was, was so such great. an insult. No, it's, like, it's why it was so great. It was like the U.S. Open course. It's finally you get wanna, something you can mock about him, I and wanna, now they've redone it, and it looks like an Adonis. I think everybody on this show is heterosexual. Do you agree with me, Jason Martin, that he is the best-looking man in the history of American sports? I can't disagree with it. So, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Danny G, can you top Ronaldo for best-looking man in the history of sports? Other than Kobe Bryant, Danny. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't put Kobe in the top five there. But uh, Ronaldo, if, I, if I'm if i Ronaldo, I don't ever even wear a shirt. I just walk <laughs> no, in I the would... middle of the winter in New York City, I'd walk around without a shirt. I, I will say, yes, I, <laughs> I, w- I would always be shirtless. Uh, he needs to be on, like, you know how they, they'd have the rip guys on, like, Real World back in the day or, like, Big Brother or whatever the reality shows and, and The Bachelor, obviously, now where the guys that are the most ripped always seem to never have a shirt on. It's like, oh, you know, it's so hot. Uh, I got to take my shirt off. Um, I think that Ronaldo 100% would be in that vein. Like, we debate greatest of all time a lot. I don't even think that Ronaldo has a competitor. You know, we do like the LeBron versus Michael yeah, Jordan no LeBron debates. There's LeBron here. There's Jordan, and then there's nothing else. Right? I mean, there's. what about anybody else? Eddie Garcia, well, is he there? Yeah, Eddie. Eddie's turning his mic on. And Roberto just pointed out that we're forgetting David Beckham David in his Beckham prime. David Beckham in his prime, yeah. yeah. David Beckham in his prime was a good-looking man. Nothing like Ronaldo. This dude walks around like he should have glory around him. David Beckham, yeah. My wife David Beckham, I think, in many respects— uh, is an incredibly good-looking man. I think you could put him in like the top five. Again, soccer seems to draw these guys. I don't know how they do it. There are a lot of guys who play full games in soccer, and their hair is still perfect at the end of the game. I don't understand how they do it, but uh, soccer has a lot of pretty boys in general. Um, uh, Eddie Garcia, are you also on board with Ronaldo as the best-looking male athlete of all time? 
Uh, yeah, I think I am. He's uh, he's a very handsome dude. There's no doubt I mean, about I, it. Do we need to open up the phone lines? Are we wrong as heterosexual <laughs> men? Are we missing something? Or do women just look at Ronaldo and they're like, you know what? He is male perfection. So he's only the fourth player to score goals in four different World Cups, which is pretty in- in- incredible to the, his longevity. This is probably his last World Cup I would say, is a high-level player. It would be pretty surprising if he were able to continue that. But he has scored more goals in this year's World Cup already than he did in his career as a goal scorer in the previous World Cups. Yeah, and this last one, 85th international goal, makes him the leading European goal scorer in the history of international soccer. So he's incredibly successful on the field. He also are on the pitch if you want to be a, uh, a hardcore no, guy. No, Yeah, I say field. Um, the poll question that is up, Ronaldo, uh, are, like I said, already with his fourth goal in this World Cup, is he the best-looking male athlete of all time? Now, I opened up the phone lines, and I'll give you these poll results here in a moment, but I opened up the phone lines, and Jason Martin, you were, I said I only wanted female callers. We were flooded with male callers. Flooded with males. One guy was just like, we're just taking female callers, but he's like, guy can't call up talk about sexy soccer players that are men like it's just got way out of hand all right so i now am going to make jason martin's life much more awkward ever i'm not going to restrict it based on sex all right everybody right now we had to shut the phone lines down because there were so many people calling in so many guys trying to call in and talk about how good looking ronaldo is uh so uh open phone lines right now 877-996-6369 a thousand of you have voted in the first four minutes that this poll question is up. Uh, Is Cristiano Ronaldo the best-looking male athlete of all time? 66% of you, so two out of three basically of you, are saying yes, that Ronaldo is the best-looking man of all time. Now, a lot of you out there are also asking, who is the ugliest male athlete of all time? Which is also... Unfortunately, who knows if those guys are going to be listening. By the way, load up 877-996-6369. There's a long list if you went back oh, like yeah. old school baseball card of <laughs> ugly dudes who have played sports. Like immediately what comes to mind for me when you say ugly guys who have played sports, St. Louis uh, Cardinal outfielder Willie McGee, to me maybe the ugliest pro athlete of all time. No. Sam Cassell, yeah, yeah, not a good-looking man. I was just going to say Cassell is the first player who comes to mind. Tyrone Hill uh, was an ugly man. Uh, there are how about like, John Cruck in his prime with his John, uh, John <laughs> with, with his John uh, Cruck who only has one testicle. John Cruck, not a good-looking man. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, any how, uh, any hiding from that. How about the '80 Celtics? The whole team. Uh, <laughs> 80s, who's the best looking 80, 1980s era Celtics guy Larry Bird's Larry not Bird's an attractive man. man Larry Bird's on there <laughs> Larry Bird is a very unattractive that man that whole team was just full of yeah, Kevin, Robert Parrish Kevin not McHale. good looking Kevin, Kevin McHale, McHale yeah. good looking dude. I never thought about the ugliness associated with that team that might be the ugliest that's why they were good team. they had to focus on basketball <laughs> yeah, a lot that's why Larry Bird became such a great shooter oh, because he was so ugly yeah. and every except for Parrish everybody needed a tan badly uh Danny Ainge is probably the best looking dude by far on that team, right? Uh, let's go to some of your calls, women weighing in. 877-996-6369. Maryland and El Paso. We're almost unanimous here, Maryland, that Ronaldo is the greatest looking male athlete of all time. Are we right or wrong? You are wrong. So wrong. Who's the best looking male athlete of all time? Come on now. Tom Brady. Get real. Yeah, I know Brady's got a lot of a lot of fan base out there, but I got to tell you, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better looking than Brady. 
And all time, all time, I would go with Muhammad Ali in his prime. Oh, Ali, man. Ali was a, was a good-looking man. Thanks oh, for, my God. Thanks for the call, uh, Marilyn. Um, I got to say, I do think Muhammad Ali probably underrated. He was very pretty. Also underrated as an ugly athlete is Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh looks like a raptor. Like, there's so many, like, memes out there of him next to a photo of a dinosaur. <laughs> Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, that is, honestly, that's a good point. Um, uh, Chris, well, Chris Bosh, you factor in, like, the awkwardness of the body on some level. You know, like, the way his neck looks and everything else, the dinosaur angle. Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World. Uh, 877-996-6369. Let's go to uh, Michelle in Jacksonville. Michelle, who you got? Um, you're, you guys are wrong He's definitely not the most uh, gorgeous man in the world of um, sports. And I agree with your previous caller. It's Tom Brady. Are you factoring in Tom Brady being the best looking here, though, because of his success? Like, if Tom Brady were, you know, like not a five-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, do you think you would treat him differently? Like, I feel like if Cristiano Ronaldo and Tom Brady walked into a bar together at a beach, most women would respond and think that Cristiano Ronaldo is better looking. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, so you're all in on Brady. So you think if Tom Brady was like a waiter and he walked up to you at a restaurant, <laughs> you'd be like, this guy is gorgeous, it doesn't matter what he does for a living? Um, I think he would still be gorgeous, but the question was, um, in the world of sports, who's the most gorgeous man, and that would without a doubt be Tom Brady. Alright, good call. Thank you for the call. That is uh, Michelle in Jacksonville. Um, let's go. We got so many lines ringing. 877-996-6369. Let me let Jason Martin put these uh, put get these things lined up. By the way, maybe in an unbelievable jinx. Yep. Never know how serious it is, but Cristiano Ronaldo now down on the ground, writhing in agony, holding his ankle. Now, it's soccer, so you never know, like, is he actually completely okay and he's just trying to draw a penalty, or is he legitimately injured? He's back up, right? They didn't bring out the spray. I don't think they brought out the spray again. Morocco going uh, head-to-head right now. He is back up on his feet, but his shirt is off. (laughs) Well, the ratings just quadrupled on FS1. Uh, 877-996-6369. By the way, don't want to underrate The Rock here. The Rock is a really good-looking man as well. But again, Cristiano Ronaldo, poll question, is he the best-looking? Every line is ringing simultaneously. Jason Martin is fielding them. I'm specifically seeking female opinions, but I've now opened it up to male, both heterosexual and gay uh, men out there to weigh in and give us your opinions. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.